0: Hello and welcome to the Happier at Work podcast with your host Aoife O'Brien. The podcast for anyone who wants to be happier at work. We spend so much of our time at work. Everyone deserves to be happier at work. In today's episode of the Happier at Work podcast, I speak with Louise Goss from The Homeworker magazine. And we talk all things working from home. So this really applies to you if you're a remote worker, if you're a freelancer, if you're an entrepreneur, or if you have the happy opportunity that you have flexible working in your workplace. So it really applies to anyone who works from home at any stage. And we share some really great tips around how to stay motivated, the tips and tricks to do to, to be happier at work. One of the things that Louise talks about is when you work from home you either love it or hate it and for people who love it it's it's understanding how to step away from the work and for people who hate it it's about how to how to be more productive and how to stay motivated while you're working from home so I really hope you enjoy this week's episode Welcome Louise to the Happier at Work podcast. So we met through an online networking group called Lightbulb thanks to Charlotte Fall. So Charlotte Fall set up this wonderful networking group for business owners and the media. Uh, would you like to give us a little bit of a background about who you are and how you got to where you are today?
1: Certainly. So, well, I, I currently am the editor of the homeworker magazine which i launched um this year actually at the start of 2019 um but my background is as a is in journalism so as a journalist and i've always worked pretty much in broadcasting initially so i was in radio and tv and then sort of online and then it was just through having children and moving abroad when we sort of had a big life change and ended up moving to Australia for a few years and um, so I ended up doing more freelance work became self-employed ended up doing more writing as well so and that's sort of when I came back to the UK is how I ended up coming up with the idea for the Homeworker magazine because I was I was at that crossroads that so many people find themselves at where life had taken a bit of a different direction. Um, I still had two young children at home. And I was looking at something that I could do that still used my skills and my experience. And I was looking around and I'd had various iterations of this idea for the Homeworker magazine. And the idea of a magazine came to me because when I looked at working from home and what that really entailed, there were so many there are so many facets to it and so many things to consider that a magazine seemed like the ideal vehicle, if you like, to actually talk about this subject and provide support and reassurance and tips and articles and sharing knowledge and expertise with people who, who do it because more and more people are now working from home. And there didn't seem certainly that I could find a, a kind of a platform or, or publication that really offered advice and tips around doing it effectively doing it so that you actually are making sure that you're not only fulfilling your own work commitments but you're also looking after yourself and and you know finding that elusive balance (laughs) that we all talk
0: about absolutely yeah I mean it's so true so many more people are you know they're, they're they have flexible working So whether it's working at home a day or two, two days a week or whether it's working from home because you run your own business and that's what you're actually doing. And there's no guides as to, well, what do you do when you're working from home? And like that, how do you balance life and work at the same time? Because oftentimes you're, you know, you're in the same environment as you would be at home and it's really difficult then to switch off at the end of the day.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah like I mean it's very interesting I and mean, you touched on it just then there are many different kinds of home worker because you do have the remote worker the people who do flexible working you've also got the people who are entrepreneurs or run their own businesses and and then you've got freelancers who are sort of part, more part of that gig economy but obviously based at home for a lot of their for a lot of their work um but yeah there are so many things that we have to think about and I I find that people kind of fall into two categories they either love it (laughs) or they really don't like it because they find it very hard to stay focused and stay motivated and and be productive Um, or they end up really loving the fact that they are on their own and they don't have the distractions of the office environment because equally you know that there are those as well and you can suddenly just crack on and get loads of work done and and I find that if you have a balance where you are sometimes in the office sometimes at home then that seems to work quite well because you get that the best of both worlds i think if you are always at home and uh, like myself where i'm just you know have my own business and i do freelance work as well so i'm always at home i think that's when cabin fever can really set in and, and it becomes much more difficult to to set those boundaries and and switch off completely
0: well, that's that's exactly it and i'm similar myself i i do spend a lot of my week at home uh rather than out and i i know that i need to get out a little bit more and i have a desk as well nearby and um, that i can go to and use yeah. and i was just there this morning actually and i i feel like i should be using it a lot more and I, like a lot of people who work there say exactly the same thing but it's we're just not
1: doing it for some reason it's, yeah well it's very easy isn't it to to just stay home. I mean, there's. it sort of seems like an easy thing to just get out the house, but there's an effort just in terms of physically getting ready, but also mentally just sort of switching off and changing. And and although it's, we kind of all know that it's really good for us to get out of the house and get some fresh air, take breaks, maybe change up the environment now and again. But like you say, we don't always do it because I think there is this tendency that to just keep plugging away it's like i'll there's always this um this phrase that we say which is like i'll just do this and then (laughs) and then i'll do x y and z and normally this i'll just do this is just whatever we're working i'll just send this email and then i'll then i'll make my cup of tea or i'll just do this and then i'll go to bed and we we almost need to to rein that in and just um and sort of stop (laughs) stop saying that and 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 just and just do it whatever we plan to do Absolutely, you know.
0: What, think about what can wait till tomorrow. Is it really that urgent that you need to do it? But you feel, at the same
1: time, compelled to to get it done. You know, just right. one it's more just thing. Bit, it's, it's always addictive, isn't it? Because you do feel compelled, and that we're always we are so switched on. Not just with work, but you know, with with social media nowadays as well. So we there's constantly somebody clamoring for our attention or wanting something, and and I think we almost feel guilty if we're not they're doing it or responding or you know proving that we are somehow working so yeah it's um there's a lot of mindset issues that come into play I think.
0: Yeah absolutely and what what tips would you have for people when they're working from home you know whether that's from your own personal experience or what you've learned from running the magazine you know and and the people that you spoke to um,
1: in that journey? I mean it's so interesting because I have I obviously speak to a lot of people about this and I interview all kinds of people from coaches and mentors to psychologists to you know health experts in health and well-being and and mindset so i get a sort of a full (laughs) range of of different kinds of um tips and things coming from very different angles but i think there are some very common themes that come up with most people and uh, one of them um is as we mentioned before is is to actually leave the house at some point because um even if it's just 10 minutes just that change of change of environment um it can really help to shift um perspective it can really help to change our energy you know we can you get everyone gets that sort of that slump sometimes mid-afternoon and you know, just getting some fresh air and getting outside the four walls of your house is so important for your, your mental well-being as well as just, you know, your own productivity and, and getting other things done. So I think that's one of the, the key things that you're and you almost have to schedule that in. And I say that, that would probably be another tip, in fact, in terms of scheduling your day and, and time blocking. Um, I don't know if that's something that you do, but I certainly know that when I do it and I'm quite disciplined around it, it works because you if you don't schedule your day and, and have those blocks of time where something is allocated, you know, it, it, you'll very easily drift, the day drifts sort of one hour into the next, and it all kind of merges together. Suddenly it's three o'clock and you have to pick the children up, or suddenly it's eight o'clock at night and you're like, oh, I'll just I'll just keep going. You may as well. So I think if you actually are quite disciplined around what, where you're spending your time, what you're doing, when, and you've got that written down, it does make you a bit more focused on getting done what you need to get done, but then also scheduling in time to, you know, have breaks and have lunch and do all the things that we don't sometimes do because we just sort of chain to the desk.
0: Yeah. No, that that that's uh, that serves as a great reminder to me because I know that it is something that I should do and it is something I have done in the past, but I haven't been doing it lately, and I've, I've probably. Um, felt the brunt of not uh, not actually doing that so that's, that serves as a great reminder for me to do, to do that um, something else that occurred to me as well is this whole idea of scheduling breaks like you said so making sure that you actually do take those breaks because I know for me certainly it's so easy if I'm working at home I'll go and I'll make some lunch and as soon as lunch is finished then I'm just straight back to work I don't take the 45 minutes I don't take the hour for lunch um, you know it, obviously for some people there's the temptation of the tv and the fridge and things like that but i don't find that that's necessarily a problem for me the problem is actually taking that break and switching off from work whether that's going out for a walk or whether it's um it's just doing something different for that hour you know whether it's reading or just relaxing or meditating or doing something that that's not related to the work that i need to
1: do that day I'm well. I, yes, I'm exactly the same. So my tendency is to just keep working rather than actually stop. And um, as I say, there are people either find it very difficult to, you know up away from the fridge the television and and not get distracted by you know housework as well is a big one yes. especially if you're procrastinating and you're you know or you're fighting there's a task that you really don't want to do or that you're quite daunted by then that's when these things come into play suddenly the um the bath, the bath has never looked dirty and you really need to scrub the grouting but it's um all these and then the other thing of course is on the other side of it is, is just not taking those breaks and switching off and I think I mean there is a real self-discipline required um, particularly when you're working from home because you haven't got well first of all you haven't got anyone around you there are no visual cues to sort of tell you oh it's lunchtime or oh, it's time to go home or it's so there's no there's nothing else around you it, it, you're purely relying on yourself and well your own discipline really and your own cues and and that's the other thing that i think is really important and something that you know i've talked about when i've um interviewed people like gps and psychologists it's like tuning in to your body and really being aware of the things that your body is telling you like when you're tired or when you're stressed and and really because you have to be you're responsible for that yourself and you haven't either got, um, generally speaking, you haven't got occupational health to fall back on and that sort of thing. And I find that um, when you haven't got somebody else there to sort of look after you as it were, or just make sure that you're putting in certain um, practices that can help, um, you do have to take responsibility and make sure that you personally are you know, looking after yourself and making sure you're not you know, burning yourself out or exhausting yourself.
0: This is it. Like you say, there's no one else to look after you but yourself. Yeah. And in terms of what you speak to people about, are there anything else? So we have like leave the house, scheduling your day, and being self-disciplined. What else? What else do people need to kind of consider? What other tips can you share?
1: Well, I, I think this this one perhaps is a little bit more for people who are, you know, running their own businesses, say, and uh, sort of their own boss, as it were. But I think one of the things that I've certainly found is it's very easy to dismiss anything that you that you've done so your accomplishments and your achievements and actually really acknowledging the work that you've got done and celebrating the fact like you know if you've got a project that you're working on and and you complete that you know you don't necessarily go and have the post-work drinks where you might celebrate with your co-workers or colleagues and friends at work so you kind of need to put in place your own little celebrations and things like that as well so to make sure that you do acknowledge the work that you're doing whether it's you know meeting that deadline or writing so many words that you, whatever your your, your goals or your plans might be um for that day or that week um because that also serves as a really good motivation because you you sort of um one of the things that can be quite hard is to stay motivated i mean it, especially At the beginning, it might be quite easy. You're very excited. You've got these great plans and you feel, you know, that you've got this real drive to move forward. But then that can wane. And when it does wane, you need you. As I say, you haven't got anyone else around you. So you're relying on yourself to pick yourself up and keep going. So I think just. Those little reminders to yourself that you're doing well and and it doesn't have to be a grand gesture it could just be that you're treating yourself to you know a nice bath that night or you'll make yourself that you know really hot your hot chocolate or you'll go out to the coffee shop and get some get yourself a treat or something afterwards but it's these small little things just to break up your day but also remind yourself and uh, motivate yourself that you are you're doing a good job, and because you haven't got anyone else around to, to tell you, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're so absolutely right, and I can totally relate to this because I tend to do exactly that myself, where I don't actually sit down and recognise my own achievements that I've had in the business. I've been running the business since March this year, and you know, oftentimes people have said to me, well, wow, you've you've achieved a lot," and um, and if I sat down to think about it, I probably would Mm -hmm. reflect and say well actually i have achieved quite a lot in in such a short space of time but it's allowing yourself the time to actually sit down and reflect on those instead of as i do racing towards the next project or you know the next article or whatever it might be
1: because Um, especially because if you are if you're an employee then you might get those you know the round robin email where the CEO or somebody might send that email to everybody saying oh you know this is what we've achieved as a company this you know this this last quarter these are results etc we don't tend to do that for ourselves and i think even if it is just um, you know a quarterly reflection where you just look back at the last few months and go well, you know what have i done and where have i come from because we we so often you know comparison is a is a, is a big problem and i think that we really need to be careful that we're not comparing ourselves to other people but just to our you know our own journey for you know to use that word that cliche it's like cliche but it is a journey and you're looking at where you've come from and your progress your personal progress rather than comparing yourself to somebody else who is on a completely different path has completely different experiences and you know could have been doing what you're doing or something similar for for much longer than you or a completely different stage so I think we have to be very careful as well with with comparison. This is it. Yeah.
0: Comparisonitis, I think they call it. It's so, so easy to do, especially with the accessibility of social media. And what you see on social media is not always how things are in reality. It's especially if it's a business owner, they're putting their best foot forward always. And what you see there is is the highlight reel. It's always the highlight reel. It's not kind of. And I, someone shared an image this morning on Facebook, actually, and it's the, the picture of an it's an apple looking in the mirror. But the back of the apple has bites taken out of it. But in the mirror, you don't necessarily see the bites that have been taken out of the apple. So it just kind of shows like you never really know what's going on with people. So what you see on the outside is not
1: necessarily what's happening on the inside. Oh, of course. I mean, it's, and it's the same And social media, you know, as great as it is and as useful as it can be, um, you know, the downside is, is that we do, as you say, see everybody's highlight reel and you don't necessarily see the hours and the the tears at times and all the different things that, you know, are in the backgrounds and the, you know, the different stresses and strains, you just see the end results. Um, And yeah, it's, it's a really, I mean, I think occasionally you, you're getting people increasingly perhaps trying to keep it real and be a bit more authentic and show the behind the scenes things. But even so, it, it's, it's still done through a bit of a filter for social media.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what you said there reminds me of the iceberg analogy. So, you just see the tip of the iceberg. you don 't see all of the the frustration and the stress and <laughs> the the a thousand nos that people have got before they 've got the one yes and and all of that stuff that goes into actually building a business
1: mm-hmm. and and also and you know and the and the, the conversations and the compromises that have to make and that's just something I would add when we are talking about certain tips, one thing that people sometimes forget, but I think is really important when you work from home. Is that you are at home and it's a home and it's somebody else's home as well as your office and so you do have to be really considerate of the people who live in what is your, so your workplace because they don't necessarily want to feel as if they're living in an office and so if you are constantly on the computer or you're you know tempted to just keep going with the emails or whatever late at night i think it's just really you have to be very considerate and have conversations around you know what your needs are what their needs are and and have these quite open discussions it's something that my husband and I have to do quite regularly because I'm the one that works from home he tends to go out to the office but he does do a few days working from home each month and so you know we have to balance that and make sure we both know who's doing what and when and as I say just be very considerate to you know their needs as well as your own because we can be very preoccupied with what we're doing and you know where we need to go and what our um, goals are and we also need to be aware that you know where we're living is somebody else's home it's a very good point yes yeah Um,
0: Something I wanted to pick up on that you mentioned earlier is about staying motivated. So you kind of start out in business and you're all gung ho and you've got all these great ideas. And then suddenly the the motivation sort of wanes. And I I do see that a lot as an an issue um, among the networking groups that I'm in where people talk about it often. Now I have some ideas some of my own ideas that I'm learning about in the master's about how to overcome that. But what, what do you find or what tips do you have for people to stay motivated when they're, when they're either when they're working from home or um, when they're running their own business?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard. And I think it depends. Um, I think you have to, first of all, learn what it is that motivates you. So, I mean, that's actually quite, it sounds obvious, but um, you know, for, for, a lot of for a lot of people actually just going back to the reason they started and we call it, you know, you you've probably heard it, but your why. But if you really tap into that, so you and you kind of re- keep reminding yourself of why it is you're doing what you're doing. Who is it that you're helping? Who is it that is benefiting from what you're doing? And as soon as you start remembering that, um, you you suddenly sort of perhaps That spark can can be reignited because it takes you back to the beginning and why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. Um, I think the other thing that's um, that could be quite important is not just looking back at at certain things. So again, we talked about the celebration and reminding yourself of achievements. But if you ever get feedback from people, testimonials or you know compliments from people, even if it's just by an email or a text sometimes it's useful to, to keep those almost in a little file just so you can kind of just refer to now and again, if you need a bit of a pet pick me up or a bit of a pet talk, you can just um, go back and read those, read the things that people are saying that are, that are positive And, and that can also just help keep the motivation there because um, it sort of tells you that you are doing a good job because I think sometimes we can, the, the interest or the motivation wanes and, we're sort of looking around for somebody, to, you know, when we're, we're completely on our own. So these little reminders or testimonials or the feedback that you're getting, um, that they that is, in effect, they are the other people <laughs> who are supporting you and encouraging you. Brilliant.
0: Um, one of the things that you had said earlier was about the, um, oh, what was it? I think it was the, the other people. So, you know, oh it's gone from me now um because what i'm learning about in the masters is this whole concept of autonomy relatedness and competence and they're the key things that people need in order to stay motivated at work so there are three basic needs that everyone yes universally needs but the the trouble with autonomy so you're You have too much autonomy when you're an entrepreneur and it's finding that balance and and getting direction in what you're doing. So like you say, finding your why the relatedness piece then comes from finding other people who are in a similar situation, whether that's joining networks, going out to networking events, meeting a friend for coffee, just feeling that sense of connection with other people. But also yeah. coming back to the idea of why, again, like, why are you doing what you're doing on a day to day basis and how that relates to the bigger picture of what you're trying to achieve? Yeah. And then the competence piece is this idea of the feedback that you're getting to say that you're doing a good job. And that really, really helps to, to keep people motivated.
1: And that, just to, to reinforce that, that, that you are, because, you know, it is very easy to, to get into your own head sometimes. We hear our own little mind chatter can sometimes become a bit too loud and and it's not always the kindest either so I think it is really important to just to keep that in check and I mean you mentioned autonomy and the last the latest issue of the magazine was uh, themed around creativity and that's something else that you have to you have to rely on your own creativity when you're when you work for yourself and the three things that can really sort of, form a good foundation to being more creative and innovative is um you know autonomy mastery and purpose so again it's t- it's tapping into your, your why the reason why you're doing it it's it's having that autonomy and it's and doing something that you're really passionate and skilled about and uh, skilled um passionate about and, and have the skills to do and and just acknowledging that you that is what you're doing and, and embracing it because the other thing that we sometimes forget is that can kind of complain about it or get into a bit of a slump and find it very challenging. And sometimes we have to embrace the fact that we have, we are in this situation where we do have this autonomy. We've got the freedom and the flexibility um, and we don't always take full advantage of it. As I say, we just keep working. Sometimes it's like, actually, let's just remind ourselves that we have this amazing um, opportunity here to go to the gym if we want to in the middle of the day and you know and we have the flexible hours which is what so many people do want and not everybody has the opportunity to to have
0: you raised a really really good point there about this and I was going to ask about like you know it's one thing to kind of you you're not feeling so motivated anymore it's another thing completely when you're feeling like you're in a bit of a funk or a slump and you don't really feel like going to work let's say and you're totally right it is about bringing it back to this idea of we all have a choice we chose this for ourselves this is what we've actually chosen and given that we have that freedom and flexibility the autonomy that we were talking about to go to the gym you know if that's what we feel like doing then take a break from work and 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 look after yourself and do what it is that you need to do in that time because you do have the flexibility and the freedom to be able to do that
1: Yes, definitely, and, and looking after yourself is is another. It's a key one, and you know, self care has become a bit of a buzz buzzword. Um, but I think for for good reason, because also burnout was also one of the new words I think entered into the dictionary recently. So I think you know we do have to make sure that we are looking after ourselves, and um, and and. and You you know, use the opportunity. Yes, it might mean that you work a bit later in the evening, but, but you've got that choice. So, you know, if you want to take an hour or two hours out in the middle of your day and you go for a walk or you you've scheduled to meet up with a friend or something and it's all, you know, that that's the sort of thing that we can do and we can enjoy. And I think sometimes we almost forget to enjoy it and make the most of the situation this
0: is it yeah I think one of the one of my big values is this whole idea of freedom and I thought oh I'll be meeting friends for lunch I'll be able to go to museums in the middle of the day and do you think that I've done that <laughs> no I have not done no. that no, you just you <laughs> yeah you just kind of you, whether it's you forget or you feel guilty or, or whatever it might be um but yeah really interesting and I, I, I was going to ask about but se- about self-care but self-care really it's a personal thing and going back to what you were saying about motivation it's really understanding from a self-care perspective what are the things that really help you feel like you're looking after yourself whether that's having a bath whether it's meditating or journaling or going for a walk in the middle of the day or whatever that might be it's really about understanding well what what works for you
1: yes absolutely and because you know it's different for everybody Um, you know for some people it's going and punishing themselves for an hour on, at the gym and for others it's um going and treating themselves to a manicure in the middle of the day and it, you know it's just so it's and it's looking at you know what um yeah exactly what what it is that works for you and I think I have a a take with with self-care I think yes it is about um looking after yourself and, be, and being good to yourself but I think on the flip side there's an element where I sort of say self-care in that you're doing things that are good for you so it isn't necessarily having a massage or taking time off it, it might be that it means pushing yourself a bit more because you need to because otherwise you do get into that little funk or you don't end up doing anything because you're saying you're holding yourself back and sometimes what is good for us is stepping out of that comfort zone slightly or doing something that Feels a little bit challenging, but is actually going to move us forward in the long run.
0: You raise a really, really interesting point there, and it, it, it's so true about sometimes we do just need to to push ourselves to get out of the comfort zone because sometimes we procrastinate or yes. we're striving for perfection. And I find when I talk about imposter syndrome, they're exactly the kind of words that that pop up. Yes. Um. When you're kind of protecting yourself from being judged by other people, you think, oh, they're gonna realise that I'm I have no idea what I'm talking about and, and they're gonna find me out and they're gonna yeah. Um yeah. you know, and you're so, it's, so concerned.
1: It's so common and I and I think that um yes, when it when it comes to, to doing those things that perhaps feel a little uncomfortable or more challenging Uh, normally that's when you know you have to do it because it's actually going to be really good and and that's where progress can be made you know that it's something you have to do but and and it might just be as simple as emailing somebody but you might be really nervous about sending that email or you don't know how to word it or again it's that fear of, of judgment or the fear of rejection and fundamentally that's what most of us you know anything that we're feeling a bit scared of or feeling a resistance around it's normally comes back down to this fear of, of judgment and I find that um that just being completely honest is the best remedy and um sometimes we feel that being honest is um well it's it's not you know what people want to to see or hear we need to sort of big ourselves up or be more proof that we're you know more than we are but actually that I think that perpetuates the problem because then we feel that we're having to live up to something that we're not and at the end of the day if you are just honest about it is just you and you are you know just because I think sometimes we feel like we have to say we instead of I yeah. to make ourselves sound bigger if we're just on our own it's like actually I think a lot of people now are, you know, very used to the fact that there are a lot of people who just run their own businesses, work for themselves and they want to support um, smaller businesses and independent people and freelancers. And so I think that we need to perhaps sometimes um, give ourselves a bit of a break and actually just say, you know what, let's just, I need to be completely honest and open here and just say, yep, I'm doing this and it is just me um and you know not try and feel as if we need to be more than we actually are because i think that just kind of (laughs) makes the imposter syndrome even worse in some respects
0: yeah we put an awful lot of pressure on ourselves i think um you know to and this is this whole idea of perfectionism and procrastination no I I, you know I you hold yourself back from putting yourself forward whether it's for positions or whether you're putting off sending that email because it's not you you're just so so afraid to do it and it's yeah yeah. and um I like this whole idea of vulnerability so I think that's what you're getting at there and Brene Brown talks an awful lot about that and I never really thought about it from a individual person you know an individual within a business but that, I mean it, it rings true it really does and bringing your whole self and being able to be your true self and, and show that vulnerability I think appeals to people more so than turns people away
1: yes no I, I, I think that's what, certainly that's what I've found um you know with in my own experience as well and I think yeah being vulnerable I mean it, it, it is um it is scary, <laughs> but, but, uh, but the more you do it, the more you get used to it. And I think I, I interviewed um, a lady um, a few months ago for one of the issues of the magazine, Denise Duffield-Thomas. She's oh, yes, yeah, I a know money her. mindset.
0: I've just um, finished reading Chillpreneur, actually. Chillpreneur, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: we, we were talking a bit about that. and um, But one of the things that she was saying is that, you know, the, there's always something that you're going to be scared of. You know, she now is a multimillionaire and her business is doing incredibly well and um what she used to be afraid of she's no longer afraid of but she still has things that she's afraid of and so wherever whatever stage you're at um there are going to be things that that daunt you that scare you a bit but actually once you've done it once twice they no longer scare you so it is just it is just a case of um just pushing yourself a little bit stepping out of that comfort zone now and again and as i say Once it's done, it's done, but you've you've made that step and it no longer needs to scare you anymore.
0: That's it. Exactly. And I I heard something a few months ago that it really, really resonated with me because we always talk about stepping out of our comfort zone. And that in itself sounds scary, I think. And what the lady did was she drew a circle on a flip chart and then she drew like a slightly larger circle around outside it. And talked more about stretching your comfort zone rather than stepping out of it. Stepping out kind of implies nearly that you can step back into it. But this is just stretching. And like you say, you do it once, it's scary. You do it the next time, it's still a bit scary. But maybe it's less scary than than the last time you did it. And eventually that becomes your comfort zone again. And then you stretch it slightly further. And and like you were saying, Denise Duffy Thomas was, was uh, you know, she's... There's stuff that used to scare her; doesn't scare her anymore. But the more your comfort zone grows, the you know you'll you'll still have other fears that you probably didn't even think to be afraid of when you were sitting in in your comfort zone that you you were in years ago.
1: Absolutely, no, that's exactly right. And I think the the stuff the stretching analogy is actually quite a good one as well because, um, yeah, it, it's also it's not like you're just. Leaving behind your comfort zone, you can, but it, it's just expanding slowly, and it's taking those small, gradual steps. I think you know we're not, no one's expected to, you know, run the you know the marathon like quickly. Yes, yeah, so it is a marathon. It's not sorry. So that's what I'm getting at. It's not like you're, you know, having to do things really quickly. It's just gradual, and you know, each day, as long as you're doing just. One more thing (laughs) that takes you a little bit further is um, it's taking those small steps, um, and eventually those small steps have you know they accumulate.
0: Yeah, that's it, and I'm I'm certainly learning that myself as someone who tends to take these giant leaps and puts an awful lot of pressure on myself and high achiever and, and all of that kind of stuff. I'm learning to to take things slowly and to do it one step at a time and to really, you know, those small steps do definitely accumulate over time and I'm really really seeing that firsthand
1: yeah I I think the other thing and certainly what I've learned as well over the years is that you just don't know what is around the corner and I think um, it comes back a bit to the motivation as well because you've got to remind yourself that you know you just don't know what's coming and and I don't mean that in a a scary way I actually mean that in in a positive way as in You just, there could be, tomorrow could be the day that you suddenly get that phone call that that changes everything. Tomorrow could be the day that um, your business is suddenly promoted somewhere that, you know, or somebody just contacts you out of the blue or you get a set, you know, whatever it might be, you just just don't know. And I think that that can help you just not give up and just keep going. Because, um, and if you keep reminding yourself that... These things, good things can happen. It's just that it takes time, and it's not even if if you're not seeing it straight away. You know, look back at where you've where you've come from, and you'll see how many twists and turns there were that you perhaps didn't see at the time. But then you're like, oh, and that happened. It wasn't that great, but you know, the day before, I wasn't. I wouldn't never have known that was going to happen.
0: Yeah. No, I really really like that approach. So tomorrow could be the day. Keep plugging away at what you're doing because. It could be tomorrow that that things really finally slot into place, or whatever. Yeah, it might be exactly,
1: and, and all the all your efforts, everything that you're doing, that they are building towards something. It's mm. just that you know, as a, it's going. It just take it does take time.
0: Yeah, it. <laughs> it might not be clear right this moment, but it's building towards something really, really positive.
1: Yeah, and Great. you have to take the steps as well in order to you know, just gain a bit of clarity and understand, you know, where it is you want to go. I think so often we can be in paralysis because we're not sure what decision to make and we just have to make a decision and it could be the right one. It might be the wrong one, but you're not going to know until you've actually made it and done something about it. So it's again, it's, it's taking action because that's the only way you're going to learn and know which way you can turn Absolutely. Um, and which way to go and which is the right way. And each time you learn more and more and you become, it becomes a bit more intuitive and, you know, yeah. so I'm just, it is, you know, it's those decisions, I, I, you know, I know it myself, you know, you can, you think you have to get everything right and perfect and oh, you agonize over certain decisions. Um, sometimes you just have to make a decision and do something and then you realize, you know, OK, from that point, you can then move forwards or take a different direction. But you're not going to know if you're just stood there, um, paralyzed.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So clarity through action. Basically. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. So, Louise, the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast, what makes you happier at work?
1: Uh, well, oh, um, I think for me, it's there are are several things um on a sort of on a, a bigger picture scale i think it's just um knowing that i am working towards something that i believe in um that all of the everything that i'm achieving is something that you know is very personal to me that i know is of huge benefit to other people but it's it's something that's um that I'm really passionate about and I get to do that every day um so I think that for me just sort of reminding myself of that is is something that certainly makes me really happy um and on a just on a smaller sort of more day-to-day <laughs> kind of thing things that just make me happy are being able to put music on so sometimes I really like just having Putting some music on, depends what I'm working on, obviously. Sometimes I need it to be a bit quieter, but um, it's just nice to be able to do that. You know, you don't, again, you don't get the opportunity to do that if you're in an office. You can't just switch the radio on or play some some music that you might want to hear. And I find that certain music um, can actually really help energize me or get me motivated or put me in a bit of a different mind space if I'm, you know, wanting to feel a certain way. So yeah, so, so being able to do that is something that I really enjoy.
0: Brilliant, and that's great. And that, again, serves as another reminder to me. I, I it's something I really enjoy and oftentimes forget to put music on. So I think I'm going to yeah. do that this afternoon. <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah. You know, and have a little, you know, dance around the house off with it afterwards. You know. Yeah. Take, take your break from the desk <laughs> and just, just spend five minutes, you know.
0: That's doing it thank exactly.
1: you giving yourself a little dance <laughs> around them. I think you know things like that just put a smile on my face, but they're also really good for you as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So I really, really enjoyed speaking with you today, Louise, and no doubt we'll connect again through the light up community anyway. and um, but yes, I really, really enjoyed our chat.
1: Yes, uh, likewise, yeah, thank you very much for inviting me.
0: You're very welcome. That was Louise Goss from The Homeworker magazine sharing an absolute wealth of knowledge about all little tips and tricks we can implement to be happier at work when we're working from home, which applies to quite a few people. Some of the tips that she shared with us were about just simply leaving the house. So taking some time every day to just get out of the house, to get out of the workspace that you're in, to clear your head, whether that's going for a walk, going to a cafe, meeting a friend for lunch, also scheduling your day. So whether that's, uh, you know, using time blocking um, but just really having things planned because things tend to stretch out before us. And I always say about having some contingency time as well. So if you have eight hours that you're going to work in a day, maybe schedule five or six of those hours and then you have two or three hours contingency time for emergencies that pop up or things take longer than you actually have planned. It's also really about having that self-discipline and listening to your body so taking a break when you need to take a break. Another great tip is acknowledging your achievements so she said about Filing away some positive feedback that you get from clients, whether that's clients or colleagues or um, or friends, any positive feedback that you get, just file it away and, and keep it on hand to help you to stay motivated. And also this whole idea of comparing yourself to others. So just stop comparing yourself. You know, everyone's on their own journey and really it's it's not beneficial to anyone to compare yourself to others Learn about what really motivates you. So we spoke about the the three different areas of autonomy, relatedness and competence, which is very similar to Louise's idea around autonomy, mastery and purpose. But in addition to that, what what really motivates you? What helps you to to get up in the morning? And a lot of this is in relation to finding your why. So understanding really, you know, Who is it that you're serving and how are you serving those? And remembering that when you feel that slump. Another thing for when you feel that way is remembering that you always have a choice and you have that freedom and the flexibility if you're feeling that way and you have the opportunity to go to the gym for an hour, to go and take a walk and take a break and clear your head, then absolutely take that. Something else as well we talked about was... um, The whole idea of sometimes it's good to push yourself more, which is something I hadn't really considered before, because it's in getting out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself more. Sometimes self-care means pushing yourself a little bit more so that you progress and that you develop over time. We touched on imposter syndrome a little bit, but Louise has a separate section on imposter syndrome, and I will be putting together a bonus episode over the Christmas period. To share with ideas from several different people about what they do to overcome imposter syndrome. So, you've got that to look forward to as well. And one final thing that I'll leave you with is this concept of gaining clarity through action. So, just taking those small little steps and figuring things out as you go. You're not expected to know everything straight away, you're not expected to be the expert. And just by taking action, that's how you can discover more about what motivates you, discover more about what you're good at, what you enjoy doing. And really, that clarity is to be gained through just taking those small little steps. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to the Happier at Work podcast with Aoife O'Brien. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review the podcast.